3: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. It's a Friday
4: afternoon, Friday, Friday. Kathy, good to see you. Uh, Thanks for coming along today. Even though we're on radio, I do see you.
5: I like how you thank me for coming along for the show. (laughs) Well,
4: you never know, right? You just never know who's going to show up or not. Thanks for reporting. Thanks for reporting for your job. I'm always surprised, you know, because you think you're my co-worker. We've been together for a long time. You know who I am, good and bad. So one I'm always these, grateful one, that you're one,
5: here. One of these days, I'm just not showing.
4: And then I'll, oh, well, I, I thanked her enough times over the years. I think she'd show up on a regular basis, but, you know. I like it. I do. I do thank you for being here on a Friday afternoon, especially on a Friday afternoon. How are you're things welcome.
5: today? They're, they're well. Thank you.
4: Good, good. Hey, you ever, um, you ever drive on the parkway and, uh, you know, especially for years, I've done this, you know, after the show's over, I slowly inch my way from green tree to the squirrel Hill tunnels. And as you do, I mean, I'm looking at the, you know, I've seen so many different things over the years looking at it a microscope, but there is um, there's a shrine um, outbound on the left-hand side of the hill. So it's like, you know, on the slopes in Oakland, right. it's a shrine to the Virgin Mary. And uh, years ago I was playing basketball <laughs> I'll tell, tell you how long ago it was. I was playing basketball with a bunch of guys, and they were like, you ever been to the shrine? And I was like, no. And they were like, let's go. So they took me you know, through the uh, neighborhood, and I went down this goat path. And sure enough, there is this grotto, I guess. Mm-hmm. Is like, yeah, that's what a we always word. called it. The grotto. Mm-hmm. And there's benches. Of course, there's a statue of the Virgin Mary.
5: It's hard to figure out how to get into it.
4: Yeah, exactly. If you I had to go there now, I couldn't find car, it your
5: car. But you can't quite figure out how you're going to walk in there. Yeah,
4: yeah. You'd have to know the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, I believe, and there's the local lore is, you know, J and L used to be on the other side of the mills or right. other side of the Parkway, and so the families that lived up there, I'm sure, largely Italian families in that neighborhood, because Oakland was once filled with Italian families. Someone or some group of people built this shrine, and they would go there and and worship. Uh, it dates way back to the late forties or the early fifties. And there's always a lot of conversation in the neighborhood about who put this together and the intent and all that. But however, the neighborhood still to this day takes care of this grotto of this shrine. Yeah. Okay. So, it beautiful.
5: Yeah. So, you know, that was my old, I lived in that neighborhood for a long time. And so, you know, I,
4: wander down in there.
5: Wander wander down there. Um and South Oakland, you know, is is mostly pit students now and you know houses that are falling down, but it still re- retains this uh uh this Catholic Italian sure. I don't know. Root. Yeah, it does. It does. Like North Oakland, even though St. Paul's is there, seems more Protestant mm-hmm. to me than South Oakland does, right? Um and going to the Grotto, it made me feel like it was um Equal parts uh, Roman Catholic and Yinzer.
4: That's exactly it, right? That's to me, that is Pittsburgh. That is the essence of Pittsburgh right there. That on a hillside overlooking the steel mills, someone would put a, a statue, benches would grow up. And you know, there's all
5: sorts of things in there.
4: Yeah, it's it is it's really yinzer, but it's holy yinzer in many ways. You think over the decades, there's been I'm sure millions and millions of prayers that are said there. Mm -hmm. So anyway, the shrine was nominated for the designation uh, of by Preservation Pittsburgh, and it's going to be you know uh, sort of like a um what a historic designation. Is not it really? that it's, yeah, not a holy, holy des- designation, but a historic designation by Preservation Pittsburgh. The mayor's behind it. The, it was voted unanimously as a move ahead forward by the, um, Pittsburgh, uh, city council. Pittsburgh city councilman Bruce counts, Bruce Krauss was the person who put the bill together. And it looks like it's going to flow through. Now, I don't know what that means as far as protection. I don't think there's anything, you know, gonna money's going to come to it or anything like that. It's just going to protect the area in some way.
5: Well, I think that's good. I mean it's I a too. really it's a funky, odd relic
4: it is. of South Oakland. So it's a holy place of Pittsburgh. And so if you've never been there, I highly recommend that you look for the uh, the shrine. They call it Our Lady of the Parkway. Right? You're stuck in the traffic, our Lady of the Parkway looks over and gives you a blessing. Say also a little Pittsburgh thing. I'm moving from the Virgin Mary to a uh, cannonballs. Now, you know, um, a couple of years ago, I think it was 2017, path, but go on. 2017, 715 cannonballs were unearthed at a site in Lawrenceville. And at this site uh, during the Civil War, it was the um, one of the largest uh, armament places. Yeah, there in was the an ar- th-
5: There was an arsenal right there. Yeah, the arsenal know, on, on uh, Butler Street, where Arsenal Middle School is. Right in
4: 1862 with the largest civilian disaster of the Civil War. Mm-hmm. This thing exploded, and so many women lost their so lives. So many cause...
5: women and yeah.
4: So anyway, uh, many they many were doing too. some work, and they're going to build a new condo. Of no surprise, between uh, Allegheny River and Butler Street, and on July second, uh, as the diggers were in place, they found another cache of. These crazy cannonballs, about 75 of them were found, and they were all alive. So can you imagine? They're going to shut smokes. everything down like they did before. When they found these other, you know, they found the 715 cannonballs, yeah. they were alive as well. Mm-hmm. So they cordoned off the area, of course, and bomb teams, I'm sure, go in there and shut that thing down. But Civil
5: boy. War era. I mean, isn't that crazy to think about?
4: Gosh. Yeah. Sitting there just waiting to go off. Wow. Weird.
5: Okay. So let me
4: go from the uh, Virgin Mary to Cannonballs <laughs> yeah. to, of course, the rock band Kiss, because it's all <laughs> it's all perfect circle around there.
5: Yeah, okay? sure. I'm I can imagine the trib. I could imagine Ace Freely hanging out in the grotto. <laughs> yeah,
4: I can I'm reading the trip that there was a, um, a Kiss concert scheduled for August 28th. Now it's, it's Star like They call it now they call it S.N.T. Bank. Whatever.
5: I'm not calling Music it that. Park. I'm not calling it that.
4: T bank Music Whatever. park it's been about called about 15 different things exactly. anyway up on the website um, you know everyone knows that basically everything in America around the world is canceled but for some reason the kiss concert was still active <laughs> like okay August 28th all you kiss fans show up man because we're gonna you're gonna rock out once again back in the 70s and 80s however uh, just two days ago apparently it came down and some wit uh, Paul Guggenheimer At the Tribune Review said, Oh, no, summer's officially over. The KISS concert has been canceled. Oh, darn it. It was the only
5: thing we were holding out hope for. Yeah. It was going to go on as scheduled, and now it's not.
4: Rescheduled to 2021 full details, and we've got everyone's disappointed and all that. You ever been to a KISS show?
5: Uh, No. KISS is not my favorite band, John. Yeah. Not a huge fan.
4: I went to college with a guy, it was his favorite band. He used to regularly dress up. Whether, you know, just dress up as a member of KISS.
5: That's so wrong.
4: That's very weird looking. That's very weird. Those All massive right. platform shoes.
5: All right. So after our little, uh, our our uh, sojourn into local news, yeah. uh, let me look ahead and see what's on today's program. Okay, please do. He said, "Okay, five o'clock hour. We're going to talk you. about um, a nice bounce for mattress sales. I know that sounds like an odd topic, but for the hard time that retail's been in for the last four months, there's a uh, one sector that's really been booming, and that is mattress sales. Everybody wants a good night's sleep, so we'll talk about that in five o'clock hour. Also, the week in review, one of our most popular topics uh, segments of the week. Uh, we'll talk to Brett McCracken in that hour. Coming up in the four o'clock hour, we'll talk about that lockdown lethargy that you might have if mm. you're." Taking too many naps, if you want to go to bed early, if gotcha. whatever it is, Sheridan Boise, our friend from Oxford, England, is going to be with us. He's going to talk about what that's all about and how you can make the most of your time. Also, this or that at uh, 425. And coming up next, Rhonda Smith, a brand new author. She's talking about how it is that you can talk about the contentious issues of creation. Was it a 24-hour, you know, six 24-hour days? Or did it happen over eons? How you can talk about that with, of all people, your
4: kids. Very nice. When did idea. God make the dinosaurs? An exploration of science and creation. Rhonda Smith, she's up next. It's the Friday edition. Kath, what is it? What time?
5: Uh, your weekend has begun.
4: 4.13, four, four right? Nice. All is right and well. To go. Go. Was okay. to work. Very nice. Happy Friday to you. All right, we'll be right back. Stick around to talk about dinosaurs, science, and God. One
6: hundred one point five W O R D. Pittsburgh's favorite
2: Christian music is here on the weekend with the best new music. New, new music from Cochrane and Company. Who can? need to breathe and josh wilson with revolutionary
7: revolutionary.
2: the best new music and pittsburgh's favorites brought to you by trinity jewelers and dennis spira and associates 101.5 word
8: on the weekend
4: hi this is john hall telling you how much i love my pillow and how it's really changed my sleep check out the new mattress topper it's truly amazing i don't know if i love my pillow or the my pillow mattress topper more get a my pillow mattress topper and get some of the best sleep of your life it comes with a 10-year warranty and a cover that's washable and dryable it is made in the usa and backed with mike lindell's 60-day money-back guarantee mypillow.com save 30 percent use promo code word or call 800-391-0954 when you do Mike will give you two standard MyPillows for free. That's MyPillow.com promo code WORD or by calling 800-391-0954. Seriously, get the best night's sleep of your life. It's all about MyPillow, 800-391-0954. For the
9: best
7: night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com.
9: For more than 20 years, investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney has traveled the globe for evidence of some of the Old Testament's most miraculous events. Now with the Red Sea Miracle Part 2, Journey to Egypt and Beyond as Tim interviews the world's foremost experts to discover the truth. The results are faith-affirming and fascinating. You must see Patterns of Evidence, The Red Sea Miracle Part 2. To see this powerful documentary and others in the series, go to SalemNow.com and use the promo code Dan for 20% off. That's SalemNow.com, promo code Dan for 20% off.
1: Connecting you with new customers. This radio station accepts political advertising. In fact, we are required to do so by federal law. We understand that not all of our listeners will agree with statements or positions taken by all of these candidates, and sometimes neither do we. This radio station is an important part of this community, and therefore the candidates want to bring their message to you via our airwaves. We do so as a public service, and we are required to do so. Regardless of your position on these issues, please make sure you register to vote so your voice is heard.
4: Throughout the years on our broadcast, there are always hot button issues, and I would say top two, maybe top three, is the um, the debate over young earth, old earth. And we bring this up, and people just lose their minds, as if it's a salvation issue. But apparently, you know, you know, obviously it is not a salvation issue.
5: I don't think that's We're, obvious. You no, say well, that, that might be obvious. I do,
4: I say that, right?
5: Yeah, but that, I don't think that's obvious to a lot of people now. Okay.
4: Well, people lose their minds. We get so many emails about this and uh, it's always sort of dicey to wade into this. Now, our next guest has taken that diceyness to a whole other level because she's looking at this old earth, young earth issue, and she's distilled it down into a children's book, which God bless her. I can't even imagine what the scholarship, the biblical work was that was involved in this kind of thing. Rhonda Smith is with us. Rhonda, she is um working as a nonprofit director here in the city of Pittsburgh, but she is a first- time author with a brand new book called "When Did God Make the Dinosaurs: An Exploration of Science and Creation? Rhonda, welcome to the show.
8: Thank you, John. Thanks for having me. Uh, It's really interesting that you mentioned the salvation issue, because I remember when my oldest was probably like eight or nine years old, he shared with me a real concern that one of our neighbors, a friend of his had, you know, expressed a belief in Darwinian evolution, and he was worried about whether they would go to heaven or not. Yes. And so we had that very conversation, Um, you know, well, is that what we believe gets you to heaven? Whether, you know, you believe... This certain thing about creation. So yeah. So good. So
4: then the seeds of this book are actually real life of conversations with your family.
8: Definitely. Okay. And and my own exploration as well. But go go ahead, Kathy.
5: Okay. So was the initial impetus to start thinking about uh creation theories from your children, or did it come from you first?
8: I mean, having grown up in the church, I think it definitely was something I had navigated through my own life as well. Um, However, for my own high school years where there was a big push in public school around Darwinian evolution, my biology teacher happened to be a Christian and presented it very much as a theory as opposed to this is what you must think. Um, So I don't feel like I grappled with it a whole lot at that stage. I think it came back more in adulthood when I had heard some talks on old earth creation. Um, and then, you know, yeah. When my kids started asking more questions. Mm-hmm.
4: Now, All right. Oftentimes whenever people think about writing a children's book, they think, Oh, that's going to be pretty easy. I mean, it's for kids. So I, oh, you know, I'm going to yeah. put some simple ideas together and, and there you go. I think the last time we talked to someone who had written a children's book, Rhonda, it was about a frog and a one-armed boy. Now, uh, you're obviously, this is much further ahead. So so talk about that. I mean, how do you take something very complex and then just disassemble it and then reassemble it for smaller minds? That's got to be a really, a really fragile thing to do.
8: I think you're right, John. And I remember when um, we were having our second child, I wanted to have some good books for you know, my two-year-old to introduce him to this whole idea of there's going to be another baby in the family. And I didn't like any of the things in, you know, on the shelves in the bookstore or at the library. But uh, I, so I tried to write something and it was truly awful. Like it was really, really bad. (laughs) As I looked back on it, you know, and I was like, Oh, so, so the idea of writing a children's book was actually kind of daunting. Um, Because I think it's actually harder to write something that is putting it in simpler terms. Um, I would say it was actually grad school that I first got to practice that. And that was writing, you know, policy memos, you know, with the idea of putting them in front of a senator or a staffer. And it was absolutely, it has to be short, it has to be straight and to the point and simpler. And that took way longer than the 10 page papers I'd written for, you know, liberal arts education kind of thing. So it's it's just interesting. Simpler is harder. I agree Mm -hmm. with you.
5: We're talking to Rhonda N. Smith. Her brand new book is called When Did God Make the Dinosaurs? An Exploration of Science and Creation. It's a terrific picture book for kids with a lot of substance and content in it as well. And let's go to that substance and content, Rhonda, because um, as John alluded to, this is a Contentious topic among a lot of people, um, especially it appears listen, listeners to our show. It's something that's very important to them. So, how mm-hmm. about laying out the different viewpoints of creation and why you think it gets at such a sensitive area in
8: what Christians believe? That's that's a great question and a, and a good way to approach it, um, Kathy. You know, I, I grew up with more of a seven day literal creation understanding um, and also a very hearty dose of with God, all things are possible
7: mm-hmm.
8: as part of my faith. And so um, I think part of the struggle is that it's presented very early on in our faith journeys for anybody who grew up in the church. Um, we learn it from an early age. It's one of the first things we read in the Bible and we don't um, often bring in the science to go with it. So we have a, a very literal interpretation of it most of the time. I think, And I think it's because we start there that it's hard to then contemplate other options.
5: Okay, so when you're saying other options, I can Mm -hmm. hear people sending out emails to to me right now, and I'm going to get them later on today, and they're going to say, see, that person who was on at 410, she started with the Bible, and then she heard Mm -hmm. other things that are scientific, and now she's questioning the Bible and doesn't believe it anymore.
8: Well, and I would say for my own journey, I would hear uh, people suggest other things from science, but then when I read... The biblical account i was like i I just can't make it fit doesn't work for me and so if i have to pick one or the other i'm picking you know god faith and the bible um and that's just where it always comes from uh it wasn't until um hugh ross came and visited pittsburgh and i heard him present an old earth creation view that did not seem to conflict as much with the genesis account and and Not necessarily my understanding of the Genesis account, but he brought in more information about the um, original Hebrew, the meaning of the word day. And and the real clincher for me was the whole idea of it was evening and then morning, the third day, or it was evening, then morning, X day. Um, That always to me was the part I was like, "Ah, it sounds like, you know, we're talking, you know, about 24 hours here in Mm -hmm. this. Um, and, and he really brought up the point that, well, actually, evening and then morning really isn't a description of a day. That's kind of night. Um, it really might be more accurate to look at that as bookends to something that's described as a, um, a period of time.
5: Mm-hmm. So not a specific number of hours, but a period of time.
8: Exactly. In, fact, a and-
5: In fact, a non-specific number of hours.
8: Correct. Right. Yeah. And so, so that, that I just found that compelling. And that helped me to um, be more open to what I was hearing from the scientific community and uh, the discoveries we've had over the past few hundred years.
4: So let's talk about the, uh, the format of the book, Rhonda, because, you know, as we're talking about um, a book for children about creation, I could hear parents thinking, uh, I don't even know how this would even work properly. But in many ways, um, it's sort of uh, based upon, or I'll just, you know, that's my my assumption, the the magic school bus. And that, you know, there's you um, as the mom and your children are around on the couch and you take a journey together. And of course, the journey travels through all these different places. And there's always these sidebars too, which I love. So at some point you're discussing Hebrew, you're discussing plate tectonics, I mean, there's an awful lot packed in here, but it does fall along a biblical thread.
8: Correct. Yes. And I think it it really is coming from the perspective of a mom talking to her kids. I'm not a scientific expert, and I didn't want to try to present the information as a scientific expert, but actually as a mom talking with her kids about their questions about the Bible and creation. Um, so we start out in the minivan, where's, where all good questions come from is the backseat of the minivan. <laughs> um, we've had so many theological conversations there. Um, but, uh, and, and then move into the house, and uh, my uh, illustrator, Kaylee uh, McLeod, did such a fantastic job sure. of thinking it through as well, and what's going to be engaging. Um, and, and that's where we kind of came up with the idea, what if the couch becomes sort of this, you know, travel machine that allows us to go and explore these different times where um, things were being created and described in the Genesis account. Um, and so that's sort of how that came to be.
5: I love it. You know, my favorite part in the book is at one point um your older son said, "Well, how long did that take?" and your answer is, "Well, I don't know exactly." I mean, that's the <laughs> to me that's the beautiful yes. thing that makes it relatable is that right. we're having conversation with our with conversations mm-hmm. with our kids and we're trying to impart real information. We're we're not afraid of science, right? We're truth seekers in every way, but at the same time, I don't want to act like I'm an astrophysicist if I'm not.
8: Right. Exactly. And I think that's one of the key parts of talking about anything that uh, might be controversial with our kids or part of their journey of faith is to basically say, I don't know. I don't have the answer, but let's, here's my experience. Here's what I do understand. Let's look into this or that, or let's go talk to this or that, that person um, to get more information.
4: Fabulous. When did God make the dinosaurs an exploration of science and creation? Rhonda, uh, the book is, is beautiful. I mean, it's illustrated. So, uh, so well Uh, there's great inquiry. There's lots of humor, um, just a home run in every, um, uh, every imaginable way. Uh, If people are interested, where can they find the work?
8: Well, it is available on the monolith of, you know, Mm-hmm. Amazon, of course, but you can also go to my website, which is um, www.godmadethedinosaurs.com and order it directly there as well.
5: Okay, <laughs> tell me what ages you think this is most appropriate for.
8: Probably four to nine, five to nine. Okay. Um, it, it does have some similarities with that magic school bus, and that there's you know more depth if folks can handle that, but you could kind of skim over that, although. I know my kids always got to a certain point where they knew if I skipped anything on the magic school bus books. (laughs) And so they were so long as you had to read every single part, but I learned a lot. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> from the Magic School Bus, yeah. as a mom,
5: yeah, so. me too. Well, it's it's just a it's a terrific project. When did God make the dinosaurs? An explanation of science and creation. It is a picture book for kids ages four through nine. But I enjoyed it. I'm older than me nine. Too. We've been talking with author Rhonda Smith. All the information you can find uh, on Facebook right now. The ride home with John and Kathy. Thank you so much, Thanks, Rhonda. Rhonda. Great job. Thank you,
8: guys.
4: Take a break. Come back. Uh, it's our Friday feature, This or That, where Kath and I have 10 things that we've assembled and we run down the list and we say this thing or that thing. In some ways, it's kind of a. a I
3: li- am Dennis Prager. Last year, I co-starred in a movie with Adam Carolla that warned you, my fellow Americans, about the current attack on free speech and free thought. It began in the universities, and I warned you, it would be coming to your neighborhood and your workplace. I had no idea how soon. We now have leaders in media, big tech, the law, business, and government who no longer believe in free speech or the principles of freedom and liberty our founders gave us. If you and your family want to understand what is happening in our world and know how you can fight back to protect the people you love, you must watch No Safe Spaces. I promise you, a great movie. I use the word very carefully. Go to nosafespaces.com, learn the truth, so you can
0: defend your family and our country. Go to nosafespaces.com. Use promo code Pittsburgh for 20% off nosafespaces.com. Promo code Pittsburgh.
4: We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and, of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows or Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for a free repair or replacement. Visit windowsoruspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of the highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry from a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. Windows or us Pittsburgh.com. That's Windows or us, Pittsburgh.com.
0: When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E and K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it. E&K Excavation has over a hundred years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit EK. Excavation.com. they'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com
10: today's forecast calls for clear skies slight winds coming out of the northeast and customized car insurance from Liberty Mutual, so you only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty.
6: Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google Speaker too. Plus iHeart, tune in and on radio.com. 101.5
9: W O R D F M Pittsburgh.
10: Partial clouds for tonight, low 69. Clouds and sun with a shower or thunderstorm in spots for Saturday, high 75. Saturday night in evening, shower in spots, low 64. Sunday, cloudy. Watch for a shower or thunderstorm, high 78. And Monday, a shower or thunderstorm with a high 80. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb.
3: It's time now
4: for This or That, a weekly exploration inside our minds. Kath and I have both compiled a list of 10 things, and we just say this one or that one. You'll catch the flow of it as soon as we start to work. Kath, uh, would you like me to go first this week, or would you like to go first?
5: I'm make it for you to go, John.
4: All right. I'll be happy to go with the um, August 14th, 20th edition of This or That. Kath? Beauty or wealth? Uh,
5: <laughs> um.
4: <laughs> Kath, Kath, okay, uh, beauty, okay, beauty or wealth?
5: Beauty. What did you say? Beauty.
4: You said beauty. Okay. Kath, beauty or happiness?
5: <laughs> happiness.
4: Zombie outbreak. <laughs> zombie invasion.
5: Um, I'll go with the outbreak. Just because you know we have a little familiarity with that. Yeah, sure.
4: Troubled genius, happy fool.
5: Hmm. Um, I would go troubled genius, actually.
4: All right. Scientist, poet.
5: Hmm. Poet
4: played ten different instruments beautifully, or speak ten different languages beautifully.
5: Oh! Wow. Oh, I think I have to go with the languages.
4: All right. For the rest of your life, be itchy or be <laughs> sticky.
5: Oh, that's funny. Uh, I mean, that's we're both very annoying. This or I that? I, I think on this day I choose sticky.
4: Sticky instead of itchy. Good choice. This or that? Russia. China. Russia. Mm-hmm. Soap. Shower gel. Oh, soap. Stripes. Polka dot.
5: Polka dots.
4: Vegetables. Fruit.
5: Vegetables.
4: Final one. Born in the past. Born in the future.
5: <laughs> um. Well, at this point, I'll say born in the past.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. All right. That's my this or that for this All week.
5: Right. Mm-hmm. And my this or that, uh, John, as it mm-hmm. has been recently, is thematic.
4: Oh, of course it is. Right. I was thinking
5: about the pirates and the pens, and I was yeah. thinking about um, just what that experience has been like for all of us over the last two, three weeks. And so my theme for today's This or That is things that initially seem like a good idea but end up being a disappointment.
4: <laughs> all righty, here we go. Number one.
5: Uh, so all of these things are disappointments. Uh, mm. Frozen pizza, John, or Hot Pocket?
4: Oh, oh frozen pizza, hands down.
5: Low-fat food or office Christmas party?
4: (gasps) (laughs) Office Christmas party? I miss everybody. Mm.
5: Your fortune from a fortune cookie or using plastic silverware?
4: Mm, mm. Oh, uh, fortune from a fortune cookie.
5: Uh, Bringing the class hamster home over the weekend or eating a bag of Funyuns?
4: What? I don't even know what Funyuns are. You don't know Uh, what Funyuns are? I have no idea no, uh, you know, look. Um, How do
5: you uh, I don't know what funyuns are. I don't know what
4: funyuns are. No, I'm, I'm going to go for the uh, the hamster. I'm okay wow. with that.
5: Okay. Uh, continuing with things that initially seem like a good idea, but end up being a disappointment. Mm. Uh, biting into a Stouffer's French bread pizza right out of the toaster oven, John, or yeah, yeah. waiting in the drive-through line only to realize on your way home they gave you someone else's food.
4: Oh, oh, that's the worst. And especially when you got kids in the back seat and they're like, "I didn't order this. I don't want this. I can't eat this." Uh, what's my first choice? What's it?
5: Stouffer's French bed. Oh, teacher. I'll do the I'd Stouffer's French
4: bed. Burn my mouth anytime mm-hmm.
3: over that thing.
5: Uh, things that initially seemed like a good idea but end up being a disappointment. Eating an Uncrustable or buying something on Instagram. <laughs>
9: I'm going
4: to eat on, uh, the Uncrustable any day. Are you? That's, that's much quicker suffering.
5: Much cheaper, too. Uh, going to Las Vegas, John, or going mm. out for New Year's Eve?
4: Oh, uh boy. Listen, I've not been to Vegas and um I, I, I still am curious about going. I want to go see some shows. Especially okay. now. I wouldn't have to go to Vegas and see a few floor shows.
5: No. Oh come you. on. Uh going to the Dennis John or participating in gym class?
4: Oh, I like gym class. Oh gosh. Uh, I did. I like All gym right. class. All right. I'm playing gym class. Yeah. All right,
5: great. Ah, uh, getting a snack from the vending machine, but you know, then it gets stuck between the long, twisty mm. silver arm and the glass, and it won't yeah. fall to the bottom. Or checking your Twitter feed. Ooh, which well,
4: is more disappointing? I have more control over the uh, little twirly thing in the in the vending machine, and then you can take out your you know your angst and rage on the machine itself, and in, in the hopes that it will fall. So I'm going for the vending machine.
5: it's okay, a vote for violence. And the last one, things that initially seemed like a good idea but ended up being a disappointment, little packet of airline peanuts Hmm. or wave pool.
4: Oh, oh, I'll do the peanuts any day. That wave pool, even pre-pandemic, forget that thing. That's a mess out there. Give me the peanuts any day. All right, that's this week's edition of This or That, uh, August 14th of 2020, This or That.
8: W.O.R.D.
2: Turning Point with David Jeremiah. Suddenly realized
3: that when Jesus said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, he wasn't talking about material poverty. There is no premium in the Word of God on being poor. There is no evidence that there's any value in trying to be as poor as we can be. Join Dr. David
1: Jeremiah for his series, How to Be Happy According to Jesus, next time on Turning Point.
2: This evening at 7.30 on 101.5 W.O.R.D. In the good old
6: Old old summertime, in the good old summertime, it may sound a little corny, but it really is the good old summertime at the Springhouse in 84. The sun is shining, the cows are out on the pasture, the sweet corn is almost ready, the Springhouse produce tables are filled with freshly picked vegetables, and we're up to our elbows in ice cream. And you know what? That all makes the Springhouse a very fun place to be. Why not jump in the car right now for a country drive to 84? Come for homemade lunch or supper or just to eat ice cream and enjoy sweet country air. Be sure to take home our famous chocolate milk and baked goods. Don't forget that. We're just four miles east of Washington on Route 136 and it doesn't take long to get to us. Call 228-3339 for more directions to the Spring House in 84. If you are a caregiver for a family member or loved one, this is an important message. Help at Home, formerly Excel Home Care, will pay you to take care of your family member or loved one. Yes, you heard that right. You can actually get paid to provide care to those you love. To learn more, contact Help at Home today and get started right now. Care and quality when you need it. Call Help at Home, 412-212-8950. 412-212-8950.
8: 412
0: 8950 WORD celebrates the high school class of 2020, and we'd like to reward your college-bound seniors' achievement during our Senior Spotlight Sweepstakes presented by Salem Media Group. Enter now through August 20th for a chance to win a $500 school package. Click the contest banner at wordfm.com and upload a photo of your senior with a short bio of their future plans. Then, Friday, August 21st, one lucky senior will win a $500 school package. The Senior Spotlight Sweepstakes. Brought
11: to you in part by Salem Media Group, Salem Surround, and this station. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard earned savings. And if you miss the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at secularlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. By you, but
4: lately it feels as this thing goes on, the pandemic, you know, from March to August, I am just tired. I mean, the days seem to be, they're either endless or they're very short because I'm hip-hopping between naps. And I wonder, you know, is it just me that's been feeling that? I've been thinking about that. But then Kath and I have exchanged notes. Kath, you took a little nap earlier today, did you not?
5: Listen, I don't know what is happening, but I am so tired Mm. and I'm finding it harder To concentrate on normal things, you know, we have to do a lot of reading for our show. You know, we start early in the morning. And for like, I I peter out, I'll do it for usually I could do that for three hours and be fine. I get an hour and 10 in and I start, you know, kind of falling off the side.
4: Yeah. And you would think that, you know, because we're home all the time, we'd have lots of energy reserves, but apparently the, the uh, complete and total opposite has happened. So that's why I was happy to read Sheridan Vosey's piece, Lockdown Lethargy. And Sheridan's been with us in the past, always a wonderful guest. Sheridan's a writer, a speaker, a broadcaster on faith and spiritual, spirituality. He is the author of The Making of Us, Who We Can Become When Life Doesn't Go As Planned. Sheridan, welcome back, friend. Always happy
12: to have you with us. Good to be with you, John and Kathy.
5: So, Sheridan, we're speaking to you. You're live in Oxford. We're here uh, live in Pittsburgh on opposite sides of the Atlantic. And you say you're just as tired as we are.
12: (laughs) You know, I thought I was getting through this whole COVID problem quite well. You know, a, a number of people have said, well, you know, it's very stressful. But other people have talked about it being a very productive time. It was quite a productive time for me until about three weeks ago. And then suddenly I just ran to a halt. And it was like I couldn't write my articles anymore. I kept on doodling instead of typing. I couldn't think of what to say. I stopped posting on social media. Uh, I Just everyday chores around the house started taking longer because I'd break into little staring spells. You know those staring spells where you just stare at the wall and you go, what am I staring at? Uh, You know, it it kind of reminds me of, you know, when you had the old-fashioned, do you remember the 486 computer? And before that was the 386 computer. These are back in the nineties that kind of, they were the latest at the time, but you couldn't play video on them. And if you tried to play video on them, you'd get that little spinning of hourglass. The wheel of death. That's what it's been feeling like for me for the last three weeks. I've, I've been, I've had that little spinning wheel going on.
3: Yes.
4: Well, okay. So at least you're aware of this and with the awareness, then you can find some sort of solution To find your way out. Or or can you? Yeah, I guess can you. Did you sort of wallow in that happily for a while?
12: You know, for a long time, I thought it was just me. And I thought, um, well, okay, we're, you know, it's August and haven't had a holiday or anything. So maybe I just need a holiday. Actually, when I did a little bit bit of research into it, there's so much more to it than that. All of our brains have been over-processing ever since March, really. Mm. Ever since this whole COVID crisis hit us, uh, everyday tasks have suddenly become more complex. And we have had to do so much. We've had to upskill very rapidly. So many of us are now, as the, the three of us, as we talk now, we're all broadcasting from home. We've all had to learn new skills. We've all had to get new equipment in, um, let alone the people who are now homeschooling. And they've suddenly had to become homeschoolers. They have to upskill in that. Uh, others of us have become kind of video broadcasters, had to learn about that. So we got everyday little tasks like getting groceries that suddenly were complicated by the fact, well, we now have to wear a mask and, oh, now I've got a contagion risk and, oh, I've got to wait in line and, oh, maybe when I was going to get home delivery for my family because we're self-isolating, now I can't get any home delivery slots because they're all taken. Something so simple became very complex. Then we had to upskill, And all of this means that our brain has just been processing so much more information for everyday living.
5: Mm -hmm. Sheridan Boise is with us. He's talking to us live from Oxford, England. We're talking about why the heck we're all so tired. Um, Sheridan, I shared on the, uh, on the program, maybe it was last week, beginning of last week that I had this, you know, weird circumstance where I ordered something online from a company and it came and it was just the wrong product. And so I went to return that thing to the local store and I ended up a, a procedure that would have in normal life taken maybe 10 minutes tops. I ended up being in there for close to an hour and a half simply because all of the normal systems that would work in the store just weren't working you know like everything from they couldn't locate the item in the computer and then no one knew how to get into the like the bigger library on the computer and then they finally figured that out and then there was no paper and the thing to print out a receipt and then there was no cash in the drawer it was and by the end I texted my husband and I said I've just realized today that nothing works anymore
12: (laughs) you're absolutely right everything is different isn't it everything is completely different And so that little experience that you had then yesterday, the psychologist will say, that is just one little microcosm of the kind of big universe that our minds are having to adjust to right now. I mean, as we speak now, we're using Zoom. Everybody has turned to Zoom, Skype, Microsoft, Teams, all of those wonderful tools that we're really glad to have. So let's add on to your experience the very fact that now you are having to concentrate a lot more carefully than you ever normally would uh, by you and John just simply being in the studio, seeing each other, being able to kind of bounce off each other by having a person in the room or maybe if I was joining you as a guest in the room.
7: Mm-hmm.
12: So we have all uh, had to go and take our both our social life and our work life online with these video platforms, which psychologists have have told us are also incredibly draining. So you've got the little everyday things of life, like you said, that are suddenly much more complex. You've got the upskilling. You've got these tools that we're suddenly having to use that are also draining us of energy. And then on top of this, this is the other thing that I found, and it all makes sense now, doesn't it, that we've had all of these unfinished goals and tasks that we had. I mean, you probably had a whole bunch of plans for this year. Our listeners certainly did a whole bunch of things. Maybe it was even a wedding. It certainly would, maybe it might have been a holiday or work goals. And what the psychologist will tell us is that those remain incomplete in the back of our minds in our subconscious. Mm. So they're also kind of draining us of, of energy as well. Add all of that up, let alone the personal stresses that we had before coronavirus, let alone the Amazon uh, uh, forest fires that we had earlier in the year, mm-hmm. let alone... Um, you know, a difficult year for the United States when it comes to an election, when everything gets stressful anyway. All of those additional stresses, no wonder we're kind of staring at the walls.
4: Sheridan's voice is with us. He's a broadcaster and a writer. Sheridan, so it feels as though like, you know, in the old days, pre-computers in your car, sometimes you would leave the key in the car and you'd forget about it, you know, sort of turned on halfway. And the battery would just drain away. And you come back and you go, oh, I just, I messed up. I forgot to do that so you know you're talking you've said a word here several times which i think is fascinating the upskill so talk about upskill in a a form of connecting with god because as we are isolated and as we're lethargic lethargic in our own daily lives i gotta go back and i'm gonna worship god in a different upskill kind of way have you discovered this
12: Yes, there's been one little practice that has been very, very important for me in trying to combat this lockdown lethargy, and that has been the breath prayer. A breath prayer is a very simple practice. Uh, you just simply pray one line uh, to a breathe in, breath in and a second line to a breath out. So it might be something uh, uh, simple. You might take a psalm and you might say, um, be still and know, breathe in that he is God breathe out so that combination of breathing but also of connecting with God it's not just a breath exercise it's a prayer exercise that combination of both has been so helpful for me I took some words out of Galatians 5 the Apostle Paul's wonderful passage about the Holy Spirit giving us love joy peace Mm. patience kindness goodness and I will pray that because I need all of those resources right now so Lord fill me with your love As I release my insecurity,
7: Hmm.
12: fill me with your joy. As I release my disturbance, fill me with your peace. Hmm. And so I find that that breath prayer practice has been very, very helpful in just stopping (laughs) and uh, just being present before God um in just an an ordered way it just kind of helps to settle the mind settle the heart settle the soul when of course it's processing so much all the time Mm, wow
5: writer sheridan voise is with us he's also a speaker and a broadcaster author of the making of us who we can become when life doesn't go as planned sheridan only a couple minutes left um talk to us about the uk um how are you guys over there what's the situation with the virus and what is your daily life like
12: well, um, everybody talks about the R figure, the R figure being the um, the reproducing rate that coronavirus re- reproduces by. And uh, the aim is to have it below one. And we have been, I think, down to about 0.7, but we've been hovering up you know, 0.8 and then kind of pushing 0.9. That means that some of our cities have gone back into lockdown again. Okay. So we've had cities like Leicester and Aberdeen up in Scotland, um, so we're all, you know, about being very cautious again, mm-hmm. we're not in full lockdown by any means. Um, but we're, we're certainly all, you know, very mindful of the fact that we have to be really vigilant. We're all wearing masks. That's uh, something that the UK is you know, generally picking up and, and being quite good with. Um, but you no, know, we're very, very conscious of the fact that uh, we've still got, we still got a way ahead until we beat this thing.
4: Right. We were talking yesterday with a friend of ours who's an epidemiologist. He's talking, you know, next spring, possibly, which seems just incredibly brutal to think we'll be doing this for many more
12: months. You just wonder, don't you? You kind of, there's a little bit of you that hopes, doesn't it? That, oh, you know, we might have a vaccine, we might have a cure very soon. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we need to prepare ourselves that we are in for a much longer ride than we ever hoped Um, certainly that uh, I think that we would like. We are are certainly going to be in this for a while, I think. And I think both of our countries, ah, you know, have to face that reality very quickly.
4: Yes. Well, take that deep breath and say those mm-hmm. prayers. Yeah, Amen. we're happy
12: to have
5: uh, you along on this ride, Sheridan. Um, it's just really terrific to get to know you over the last couple. I don't know. Has it been a year and a half, two years, something like that? I
12: think it must be a little bit over a year. And I, I so enjoy our conversations yeah. every time. Thank so thank you for the opportunity. Yeah.
5: Just, just this morning, I handed out your book, which is dog-eared, and I may have just I've brutalized <laughs> it. And I just handed it to a friend. It's just, it's a wonderful piece, the making of us, who we can become when life doesn't go. As planned. Sheridan Boise, thanks for being with us.
12: Thanks, Kathy. Thanks, John. Thank you.
13: Gold prices keep climbing and just hit an all-time high. COVID-19 and battered global economies are sending investors to the safe haven of physical gold to avoid losing value in their IRAs, 401ks, and stocks. Don't stand on the sidelines and wonder what the stock market is going to do next. Protect and grow your financial future today with a call to American Bullion, the leader in gold investments. You have valid concerns, and we have simple solutions for all needs and budgets. In fact, we specialize in first-time gold buyers as well as veterans. Find out about American Bullion's hassle-free process to transfer any portion of your IRA, 401k, or stocks into the long-term safety of a gold IRA today. Call 800-GOLD-IRA and ask for our free gold guide. That's 800-465-3472. 800-GOLD-IRA. Grow your financial future with the rising value of physical gold and protect yourself during this worldwide crisis. Call the leader, American Bullion. 800-GOLD-IRA. Hi, this is John Hall telling you how much
4: I love my pillow and how it's really changed my sleep. Check out the new mattress topper. It's truly amazing. I don't know if I love my pillow or the My Pillow mattress topper more. Get a My Pillow mattress topper and get some of the best sleep of your life. It comes with a 10 year warranty and a cover that's washable and dryable. It is made in the USA and backed with Mike Lindell's 60-day money-back guarantee, MyPillow.com. Save 30%, use promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954 when you do. Mike will give you two standard MyPillows for free. That's MyPillow.com, promo code WORD, or by calling 800-391-0954. Seriously. Get the best night's sleep of your life. It's all about MyPillow, 800-391-0954. For the best night's sleep in
7: the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com.
13: Audiences everywhere are saying Uncle Tom is a must-see movie. Fantastic. Absolutely
14: wonderful. Excellent.
3: Breathtaking. A movie that is changing hearts and minds.
14: I really feel inspired. We're going to put up statues because of what this film
0: may do.
3: An eye-opening masterpiece of the real history of America.
0: They want to
15: cover up history. I didn't study that kind of stuff when I was in history.
6: They are actively learning their history
15: wrong. Why have you hidden this for
6: me?
0: Starring Larry Elder.
15: And Uncle Tom is somebody who has sold out by embracing the white man. Candace Owens. I'm
6: a black female. I should be at the top of the progressive stack.
3: Brandon Tate. They believe that I want to be accepted in the white community. Kind of like the House Negro back in slavery. And Herman King. As my late grandfathers used to say, I does not care. These are the voices of the movie Uncle Tom.
0: Purchase now at UncleTom.com. Use promo code Pittsburgh for 20% off.
4: Sad news today that President Trump's brother is in the hospital in New Jersey and apparently in critical condition. Other than that, the uh, news reports are very thin. Uh, So as you go about your daily prayers, please add uh, the president's brother, Robert, who was hospitalized uh, earlier this morning.
5: Robert Trump is 72 years old, described as very ill. I'm reading from uh, WABC in New York. It says further details are not known, but apparently he's in critical condition in a hospital in New York City. The president said, quote, I have a wonderful brother. We've had a great relationship for a long time from day one. It's a long time ago, and he's in the hospital right now. Hopefully he'll be all right, but he is having a hard time.
4: Hmm. So the president uh, apparently is on his way to visit his brother. And, uh I'm sure there's this, uh, you know, an embargo, a lockdown on details, because, of course, it's a man who uh, is in critical condition and respect the wishes of privacy as he suffers through this malady, whatever that may be.
5: Robert Trump had previously worked for his older brother, the Trump Organization, and recently, is interesting, filed a lawsuit on behalf of the Trump family seeking to stop publication of that tell-all book uh, by Mary Remember that one?
4: Right. Yes. Um,
5: And once he was a regular bold face name in Manhattan social pages, apparently, John, do you remember him? But he's kept a lower profile in recent years.
4: I do not. Although I used to regularly read uh, Cindy Adams in the post, which was, you know, the uh, about town section. Mm
7: -hmm.
4: The Trump family. Mm -hmm.
5: So praying for the uh, for Robert Trump. Yes. Um, as we look toward the five o'clock hour, John, um, we're going to talk about four reasons to wear a mask, even if you hate it. And I do. Well, wait, now. Did,
4: didn't you hear Sheridan say everyone's wearing masks? Yeah.
5: Yeah. yeah. I mean, in that's
4: the a, a British can do spirit. Right. Yeah. As opposed to us in our American exceptionalism.
5: come freaking complaining all the time. <laughs> right. But I think it's stupid to say that, you know, everybody should wear a mask. What's the big deal? Well, it is a big deal because it's a pain and I hate it, but I'm still doing it. That's the thing you have to say, right? I say that. As much as you want, but still do it. Anyway, also large crowds taking a toll on Pennsylvania state parks. We'll talk about that in a little bit. And at 535, the week in review, John and I will look back over the last seven days. Uh, It's one of our most popular segments on the ride home. We hope that you'll be along for it. So
6: take a break for news and we'll be right back. We are everywhere,
8: on your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM, Pittsburgh, at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com.
3: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. As temperatures rise and humidity levels drop in California, the threat of more wildfires increases. A huge forest fire that prompted evacuations north of Los Angeles is still burning and under 15% contained. It's charred over 17 square miles of brush and trees. There is no containment of one blaze that is blackened foothills above the Los Angeles suburb of Azusa. And yet another fire came dangerously close to a neighborhood in Corona, that's east of Los Angeles. The Canada U.S. border will remain closed to non essential travel for at least another month. The statement came a day after Mexico announced a similar measure for its border with the United States. These restrictions aimed at controlling the pandemic were first announced back in March and have been renewed monthly.
0: This is SRN News. For more than 20 years, investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney has traveled across the globe in search of patterns of evidence to support some of the Old Testament's most miraculous events. Now with the Red Sea Miracle Part 2, Journey to Egypt and Beyond, as Tim interviews some of the world's foremost experts to discover the truth. Is there evidence of how and where the host of Israelites could have traveled as recorded in the Bible? Is there evidence of the Egyptian army's demise in the Red Sea? If you've seen the first part of this investigation of the Red Sea Miracle, you won't want to miss the continuation. The results of his pursuits are faith-affirming and fascinating, You must see Patterns of Evidence, The Red Sea Miracle, Part 2. To see this powerful documentary and others in the series, go to SalemNow.com and use the promo code Pittsburgh for 20% off. That's SalemNow.com, promo code Pittsburgh.
15: Facing a layoff near retirement, you may have some important decisions to make regarding your 401k. If you don't work there, should your money stay? This decision could be important to achieving your retirement goals. This is Ethan Lane, Associate Advisor with Accurate Solutions Group. Our team has worked with many families with these types of decisions and understand your options. With taxes at historic lows, we can look at options for your 401k that could save you on taxes down the road. Our team at Accurate Solutions Group is offering a 10-step layoff survival guide. For your complimentary copy, call or text REVIEW to 412-515-3555. Accurate Solutions Group is ready to assist you for your copy or to schedule your complimentary 401k review. Call or text REVIEW to 412-515-3555 investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Neither the firm nor its representatives can provide tax advice.
0: When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. At RPTS, class is back in session, on campus, in person, this fall. Theological training happens best in the context of community, and RPTS prepares students for ministry as they interact face-to-face with pastor professors who share their lives as well as their knowledge. With small class sizes and large class spaces, RPTS offers an environment that easily meets all safety protocols. So take the next step in your ministry future. RPTS, study under pastors. Register now at rpts.edu
10: partial clouds for tonight low 69 clouds and sun with a shower or thunderstorm in spots for saturday high 75 saturday night in evening shower in spots low 64 sunday cloudy watch for a shower or thunderstorm high 78 and monday a shower or thunderstorm with a high 80 with your accuweather forecast i'm andy robb
3: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along for the Friday edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy.
4: Actually, it's the uh, stay-home edition. Uh, I wonder, is there any rush hour at all anymore? Do you know? I mean, of course, we're not not in rush hour.
5: When we were coming back from uh, the... uh... Uh Pile State Park last Friday, we were coming west on the parkway, and there was a regular gigantic buildup before the Squirrel Hill Tunnels, and I thought, well, how about that? Really? Looked Hmm. like a rush hour to me.
4: Seriously, I mean, that's just the Squirrel Hill Tunnels. That's just the tunnels. There could be three people living in the city of Pittsburgh, and the tunnels would just stop. That's true. It's really just weird. Super weird. Anyway, uh, speaking of super weird, check out this. Um, I saw this uh, in my reading here. This is from the Sacramento Bee. A team of football players. There's trouble right there. A team of football players was at the right place at the right time when they came across a woman dangling off the side of a cliff by her hair. What? (laughs) In a tug-of-war style, the Dixie State University athletes set up a rescue operation with ropes at the Sugarloaf in St. George. So I guess, you know, it's a local paper on August 7th, after a man accompanying the woman asked for help video footage captured, captured by the team's defensive line coach, Lonnie Fanagupo shows two men and one woman pulling the rescuee to safety who soon called for water while the player stood by waiting for some sign that she was okay. Apparently, the woman became trapped after her hair got entangled with her climbing equipment while descending the verti- vertical cliff.
5: Oh, that's so terrible.
4: Quote, we had no idea that God put us here to pull a young lady to safety today. The boys were quick to react and willing to lend a hand, Coach Fanagupo tweeted. We coaching heroes here at Dixie State, baby. By the way, that man with the gray shirt jumped in with no ropes to secure him. Respect. The players told ABC4 that they were in the area gathering at the Dixie Rock as they do every year during their fall training camp. A gentleman was asked for some help. We jumped right in. I think anybody would step in. And then they show a picture. There's a picture of the young woman who, you know, it's a beautiful young woman with Mm -hmm. very long locks, but somehow descending in a climbing. Have you ever done that with ropes and things like that? Yes. Pulleys? You have? Yes. Yes. So would that be easy to do?
5: You well, cu- I mean, I I was never, uh, believe me, I'm nowhere, I'm not skilled in this. I mean, I was, yeah. I was rappelling down a 60 foot cliff, not oh. like a 600 foot cliff. So yeah. I have, you know, I'm the last person you should ask. But I mean, when you're, I mean, you do have a lot, there's a lot going on. Yeah, but I guess if you if you, if you you know sure. release and you go down a bit, I guess your hair. I don't know. I can't Just fly really up in there. That. that sounds right. horrible.
4: Surely does. She was hanging there for forty five minutes. No, by she her, wasn't. Yeah, what? Forty five minutes by her hair. <gasps> you think that that would really hurt your scalp? You would become you know scalped. I don't know. I mean, I've got so little oh hair. Gosh, I, I can't. Most, I can't fix a bobby pin.
5: <laughs> that's the most outrageous story. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank oh, God no, no. that that football team came along. Yeah. Holy fixing. smokes. All yeah. right. Well, is it too early or too late to tell you, John?
4: It's never too late.
5: Your weekend
4: has begun. Oh, yes. Eight minutes past the five o'clock hour on a Friday afternoon. Truly, at least in this corner of the world, all is right and well. Is it not? I mean, it's yes, Friday afternoon. It's
5: fine. You got it's any plans? Good. Uh, I'm actually going to go to the Apple store after the show.
4: The Apple store? Are you buying a computer? No. Oh, no, I just Can need
5: you... to, it's a long story. It's a, it's a repair situation, oh. but I didn't know they were open. So they, apparently they've been open several weeks and I need to do this and nice. so I'm going tonight.
4: So are you going to go see a genius?
5: I am going to go see a genius. Mm-hmm. The Apple genius. No, that's right. That's what I'm going to no. do tonight.
4: All right. That's good.
5: Anyway, all right. Coming up in uh, the five o'clock hour, we're looking forward to having you along. The Week in Review at 535 is done. I look back over the last seven days. We'll talk about large crowds taking a toll in Pennsylvania State Parks. And coming up next, Brett McCracken from the Gospel Coalition. Here are some reasons to wear a mask, even if you hate it, which I do, but I will. That's next. Is the Friday edition. Happy weekend in the ride home. Huh? All righty. WORD. 30 million children in the U.S. rely on school for food. And with schools and summer camp programs shut down due to the pandemic, the need is both great and immediate.
2: Join Word FM as we team up with Save the Children to meet the needs of children not only around the world, but right here at home.
4: A $100 gift right now can help us keep kids healthy and learning throughout the COVID-19 outbreak. Make the greatest difference at a crucial time for kids now by going to WordFM.com.
3: Tides can turn quick on the water. Progressive's boat insurance has you covered with basic plans starting at $100 a year. Quote today at progressive.com Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates Annual Premium for a Basic Liability Policy, not available in all states. Prices vary based on how you buy.
1: Some of your favorite pastors and authors like Charles Stanley, John Piper, and Max Lucado are bringing you their most popular devotionals for free. Discover the joy and peace you can experience every day when you spend time in God's Word daily. Sign up for daily devotionals from Crosswalk.com and get inspiration and encouragement sent right to your inbox. With devotionals for parenting, singles, women, workplace, and more, Crosswalk.com offers spiritual growth for every stage of life. Visit Crosswalk.com. This radio station accepts political advertising. In fact, we are required to do so by federal law. We understand that not all of our listeners will agree with statements or positions taken by all of these candidates, and sometimes neither do we. This radio station is an important part of this community, and therefore the candidates want to bring their message to you via our airwaves. We do so as a public service, and we are required to do so. Regardless of your position on these issues, please make sure you register to vote so your voice is heard.
5: Well, it's Friday, and that means that we like to check in with one of our best friends and find out what's new at the Spring House. Marsha, welcome in. Hi,
6: guys. How are you today?
4: We're good, Marsha. Real good. I mean, you know, it's summertime, and the living is easy, even if it's a pandemic. So at at the Spring House, (laughs) what are you doing down there? Are you eating a little different, you know, from summer to winter?
6: Oh, yes. Yes, we are. We have all this wonderful produce. Our produce table is full of um, sweet corn and fresh tomatoes and peaches from Chambersburg, and Mm. um, the giant homegrown onions and peppers and zucchini, all kinds of good stuff. And, of course, that means that we get to cook with it, too. So we have all kinds of – we have a great menu for for this weekend. Tomorrow we are having um, stuffed chicken breast, barbecue pork sandwiches, spice rubbed ribs, hot roast beef and gravy, lasagna. We're going to do a summer um, tomato casserole, fresh buttered carrots, a sausage zucchini casserole, of course our homemade mashed potatoes, alabama and that'll start at 11 o'clock tomorrow and we're open until 8 and then on sunday we open at noon and we're having a celebration chicken romano with a light cream sauce cabbage rolls herb crusted pork tenderloin chicken and gravy sweetie sweet corn pudding baked pineapple summer vegetable medley it's so fun to get to use all this yummy summer harvest and make great mm-hmm. meals
4: that sounds fabulous, Marcia. That really is. Okay, so you are you fully open? People can come on down and they can enjoy a meal.
6: Yes, they can come on down and enjoy a meal. We're at 25%, but right behind this door, we have that picnic patch, which is about 30 degrees cooler than outside. It's amazing. It's just fully shaded, and um, it's a nice, peaceful place to sit out of the sun. And we have picnic tables spread out up through there. And so if there are no tables left in here, people have been heading outside and keeping cool and telling us how nice it is to be outside on the farm and watch the grass and watch the heifers in the field. And so, yeah, it's great to come on out to the country.
5: Wow, that's a terrific recommendation for your weekend. All the information, go to springhousemarket.com. Thanks, Marsh.
6: (laughs) John, the moon, the stars, the candy, the flowers, the music, and talking till wee morning hours.
13: Oh, Rhonda, oh, Rhonda, this dizzying pace. There aren't words to describe what I see in your face.
6: Will you love me forever? Oh, say you will.
13: Oh, I will. Do you want to get married? Oh,
6: I do. I do. I do. Hey, John, you're a slob. Get your shoes off the chair.
13: Ron, your clothing is lying in piles everywhere, and your hair.
6: My hair? Yeah, your hair is a mess. Oh, well, your breath in the morning is the kiss of death. Where'd
13: the music go, Rhonda? The merry girl. Around.
6: Our love boat's in danger of running aground.
13: Remember our courtship, Ron? It wasn't by chance. What
6: we did then, let's do now. Rekindle romance.
13: Now I hear it again. There's the music.
6: Let's, let's dance.
13: dance. Love.
2: It's more than a feeling. It's a choice husbands and wives make over and over again. A message from Focus on the Family and this station.
4: You know, you'd see, uh, People in Japan, you know, uh, photographs or in movies, and they'd be wearing their face masks. And you think, well, that's kind of weird. What are they doing there with those face masks? Are they ill? I mean, is there some sort of, you know, pandemic contagion thing going on and we don't know about?
5: Paranoid? Right. I mean, you'd see that and
4: you think, something's not quite right there. So whenever the, you know, the pandemic hit the United States and all of a sudden the government said, you got to wear a mask. I felt like that's the last thing I want to do is wear a mask. I don't want to wear a mask. And now wearing a mask has become like this political thing where, you know, libertarians and, you know, my country and my rights or this thing. You know, the virus is a a hoax and you're not going to tell me what to do. And holy smokes. So, you know, whether you want to or not, would you wear a mask? Because of much of a pain as it is, I, I do believe that it does help. Didn't you think, Kath?
5: Well, the science tells us that it definitely helps. It doesn't, um, it doesn't cancel the virus, but it does mitigate the transmission of it. And so if any of us could use some mitigation, I mean, let's say yes to it.
4: I'm, I'm into that. Brett McCracken is with us. Brett McCracken is senior editor at the Gospel Coalition, author of Uncomfortable, The Awkward and Essential Challenge of Christian Community, and Gray Matters, Navigating the Space Between Legalism and Liberty. He wrote a really wonderful piece that we saw at the Gospel Coalition called Four Reasons to Wear a Mask, even if you hate it. Brett, welcome back.
14: Happy Friday to you. Happy Friday to you guys. Thank you.
5: All right, Brett. Um, I hate masks so much. I mean, I just hate it. <laughs> I hate everything about it. The number one thing I hate is how yeah. hard it is to communicate. You can't hear what yeah. somebody's saying. They can't hear what you're saying. I hate it. But The bottom line is we just have to do it. And so I'm doing it. But I think you have to acknowledge both of those realities.
14: Yeah. And I think it's, I think we're all, you know, probably disingenuous if we say that we love masks, you know, (laughs) there's very little to love about wearing the masks. It does make, you know, communication harder. I was just in the coffee shop picking up a coffee and ran into a friend and we were both wearing masks and, you know, tried to catch up and have a conversation. And there were certainly some awkward, you know, what did you say? What was that moment? But um, but yeah, in spite of the, the awkwardness and the, you know, obvious discomfort of, of wearing the masks, it seems to me like something, um, some some small way, we each of us can help a little bit. Like you said, it, science seems to suggest it helps at least mitigate the spread of, of this virus. And even if there's, you know 1% of a chance that uh me wearing a mask uh slows this thing a little bit. Uh, to me that's a that's a, a cost I'm willing to bear. I
3: meant to uh, yeah.
4: So in your piece uh Brett four reasons to wear a mask even if you hate it, you, you list the four reasons and what I like you do, you ascribe a, a biblical verse to it. So let's go through those. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. reason number 1, four reasons to wear a mask, number 1 is to love your neighbor.
14: Yeah. Yeah, I, I wrote this article because I, I, I saw a lot of Christians kind of um, jumping on the political bandwagon with masks. And it was alarming to me how quickly, uh, you know, everything in our culture is very quickly to become politicized these days. So it wasn't surprising to me when masks became the latest thing where people, you know, you could predict someone's opinion about math if you knew their politics. And that's just disturbing to me, especially with Christians. So I wrote this article to just help Christians like pull back a little bit and, and think Christianly about like <laughs> the, the question of what whether we should wear masks, not thinking politically. So, yeah, the the first reason is just a simple, um, you know, commandment to love your neighbor as yourself, Matthew twenty two, thirty nine. To me, uh, like I said, if if there's even a small chance that wearing a mask um, prevents the virus from spreading, which means you know, maybe someone is protected from getting the virus who otherwise might get it. That's a way that I love my neighbor. And uh, I think that the thing about mask wearing is it isn't primarily about me. You know, I'm personally not super afraid of getting COVID-19. I'm, you know, I'm a young man uh, who's pretty healthy. So I don't think I stand too big of a risk with the, the virus. But um, there's plenty of people in, in my community and my My circles, um, my in-laws who are in their 70s who were in contact with my wife, who up until three weeks ago was pregnant, and now we have a uh, three-week-old, so she's a little bit more vulnerable. Um, So I wore my mask primarily for them, and I continue to wear my mask primarily for the sake of others um, who I really don't want to be at risk. Um, in the off chance that I'm, I'm carrying it and spreading it without knowing it. And that's the thing about this, this virus, right? It's, it's got this kind of scary, um, hidden nature to it where plenty of people get it and never know they had it and inadvertently spread it without knowing that they spread it. So nice. that's, to me, it's just a simple way to love your neighbors. Just wear a mask you know, <laughs> in the off chance that you're um, you know, preventing them from catching it.
8: Brett McCracken's
5: with us, senior editor at the Gospel Coalition, author of Gray Matters, Navigating the Space Between Legalism and Liberty and Uncomfortable, the Awkward and Essential Challenge of Christian Community. He lives with his wife in California, and he has a brand new dad, which I didn't know. We'll talk about that later in our conversation. Okay, talk about honoring the weak in our midst. That's kind of what you already mentioned, but go into that a little more. Mm-hmm.
14: Yeah, I mean, that's it's kind of the the fact that there there are some people who are legitimately vulnerable um, to this disease and who are maybe wearing masks a little bit more uh, stringently everywhere they go because they recognize they are at risk. And um, so if you apply kind of the the verses in the New Testament, the passages where Paul is talking about um, the weaker, quote unquote, the weaker brother and the stronger brother and how, you know, we're all at freedom to kind of make our own decisions based on where our conscience leads. But when you're in community with people who make different choices from you, um, it, he seems to put the the emphasis on um, the stronger versus the weaker. And I don't like that language necessarily in applying to COVID because it weaker just you know has bad connotations. Mm-hmm. But the gist of it is, you know, the people out there, the Christians out there who are healthy, who aren't really at risk, who hate wearing masks, and you know aren't going to wear masks because they just don't like it. Um, I think that um, based on what Paul is saying in these verses, like if you're in the company of people who are vulnerable and who do have strong convictions about the importance of wearing masks, um, it would be a loving thing for you as a Christian brother or sister to just go ahead and wear that mask, even though you're, even though you feel you know free to not wear a mask and you personally don't see the need for it, you know, wear that mask anyway. It's a it's a way to honor the weak in in our midst.
4: That's good. So, Brett, uh, let's talk about honoring authorities, because this is where the rubber meets the road for a lot of people, Christians or not, yeah. where they're going, hey, the government can't tell me to wear this mask. You know, I'm just not going to pay attention to them because it's none of their business. So talk about honoring authorities. I mean, that's certainly a biblical mandate. Yeah.
14: It is a biblical mandate. And I think that we sometimes forget that, that that actually in, in the New Testament, there's pretty clear commandments for Christians to honor and respect human governments, to be subject to them. Um, And, and I think, you know, there's caveats with that because I think there are times when Christians, the government, um, when um, the government is kind of specifically um, has has policies that make it impossible for Christians to worship or that, that somehow um, persecutes Christians uh, in their faith. But I don't think that, asking people to wear masks qualifies for that. I I don't think that this is a matter of Christians uh, exercising civil disobedience. We can still worship, we can still gather, we can still carry on in life while we're wearing masks. And I even know of churches that, you know, require masks and they still find creative ways to take communion together and, Mm -hmm. you know, sing and worship. Um, So I would say, you know, this is a really, a really current conversation in California—the the question of how um, should Christians, um, you know, respect the government or disobey the government. Um, there's a whole lawsuit happening with John MacArthur's church out here right now yeah. uh, in that regard. So I, it's a it's a it's a good debate to have right now and to think about, but. I think when it comes to masks, um, I don't think that that qualifies as uh, a reason to disobey the government. I think we should go ahead and honor, honor the, um, the governing authorities who, who have their, their good reasons to be asking us to, to wear masks.
5: Talking to Brett McCracken about a lot of the important issues surrounding how we interact with the government, how we respond to a a mask mandate, and what our attitude should be throughout the whole thing. Um, Brett, let's get a little bit into the thorny issue uh, in our last remaining minutes of freedom. Um, I I agree with what you said in the article. It seems like a lot of Christians are um, using the freedom... are using the word freedom more in connection with the U.S. Constitution more than yeah. how freedom is described in the Scriptures? Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with how freedom is described in the U.S. Constitution. I'm just talking about where our ultimate allegiance is. So, give us some of your thoughts on that. Yeah,
14: yeah I think this is actually like uh, this goes beyond the mask issue, and it's just a bigger issue that I think American Christians struggle with sometimes. Is we we are so um, influenced by the american idea of freedom and it's a great idea and and i'm you know a patriot and i I love you know american liberty and freedom um but i i think if you look at the bible and christianity there's some uh there's a little bit of a different take on freedom and it isn't this absolute right to be totally free you know and to never you know (laughs) let anyone tell you you know not to do something or to do something um, actually, freedom in the New Testament, Paul, the way he talks about freedom is is through serving others and sacrificing and laying down his own rights um, for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of the mission. And he says in 1 uh, Corinthians, for though I am free from all, I have made myself a servant to all, then I might win more of them. So he has this attitude of like, look, I am free. Like, I I, I can do all these things, whatever, but I'm going to make myself a servant. I'm willingly going to like lay down my freedom uh, and, and for the sake of, of winning others. And I think that's a, a, a beautiful picture of Jesus, right? Jesus made himself yes. a servant. Um, he, he laid aside his, you know, super, his, his godness, right? He, he didn't consider his godness something to be grasped on the cross. Instead, he lowered himself to the, to the posture of a servant for our sake and so if christians are to be like christ to be little christ uh, i think we should follow that example and actually be willing to lay down our freedom to put it aside for the sake of of serving others and loving others and uh, so if if a small way to do that is wearing a mask uh, then i think that's a a very christian thing to do
4: right what we're so we were just talking to a a guest from the uk he said everyone's wearing masks and you know there's just something about us as americans where we're just not going to be pushed around like that, but Brett McCracken's with yeah. us. He's from the gospel coalition, the author of uncomfortable, the awkward and essential challenge of Christian community. He's talking to us about four reasons to wear a mask, even if you hate it. Oh, Brett, before you leave us, talk to us about your baby. I mean, uh, imagine having a baby during a pandemic. I'm sure there was some high drama and a lot of tension there.
14: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it is definitely, um, there was some added stress for sure. at the, the, uh, the, the day the baby arrived, um, I almost missed the, um, the birth because of COVID restrictions at the hospital. Oh, gosh. They, bas- they basically made me stay in the car while I dropped my wife off, and she had to get a COVID test. And the, the way that we understood it is that if she was negative, then they would let me come up. And that process was supposed to only take a half hour. Well, two hours later, I was still sitting in my car. They, they couldn't find the COVID test, apparently. It was They had misplaced the COVID test. So my poor wife was like in labor, about to have the baby, and I wasn't there with her. So finally, she just told the nurse, like, I need my husband here. I'm about to have this baby. So COVID test or no COVID test, you have to let him come up. And and wow. thankfully, they, they agreed, and I was able to come up just in time to – to see my, my little boy arrive. So,
7: oh, so that's that it, end, it ended name? well.
14: <laughs> yes, it did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she, what's and your, she what's did finally like, get a COVID test and she was ne- negative. Um, Ira is his name. Ira. Excellent. It's a, it's a Jewish name, the um, uh, Hebrew word that means uh, watchful, which we felt was appropriate for the world. He is entering this year. Watchfulness is probably a good <laughs> attribute for him. I'm into that. Mother well, and baby wonderful. are doing well? well? Yeah, they're doing great. Three weeks in, he's healthy, and, yeah, we're we're a little bit bleary-eyed from lack of sleep. But other than that, we're, yeah, full of full of joy. Excellent.
5: That's awesome. Well, that's wonderful news, a wonderful, wonderful name. Brett, thanks for being with us today on the program.
14: Thank you so much. Have a good weekend. That- Yeah, that's
5: Brett McCracken, Senior Editor at the Gospel Coalition, author of Uncomfortable, The Awkward and Essential Challenge of Christian Community. We're going to step away, but be right back. Coming up next, large crowds taking a toll on Pennsylvania State Park.
2: Hi, I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our to have and to hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HennyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers jewelers for life.
9: For more than 20 years, investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney has traveled the globe for evidence of some of the Old Testament's most miraculous events. Now with the Red Sea Miracle Part 2, Journey to Egypt and Beyond as Tim interviews the world's foremost experts to discover the truth. The results are faith-affirming and fascinating. You must see Patterns of Evidence, the Red Sea Miracle Part 2. To see this powerful documentary and others in the series, go to SalemNow.com and use the promo code Dan for 20% off. That's SalemNow.com promo code Dan for 20% off.
4: We are, of course, living in uncharted territory now if you have kids who are in college or are about to be this also is a layer of uncertainty and perhaps deep disappointment we've got a child who is in a state university it looks like as though they're going to be zooming classes but grove city college is committed to opening schools this fall and having students to come back we're not quite sure what that looks like But Grove City will be open for business this year.
5: Listen, John, I can't tell you how pleased I've been with the amount of communication that we've gotten from the school just about how they're making decisions and where they are at this time and just recognizing the, you know, the variabilities of where we are right now in America. But I think at moments like this when there is so much uncertainty, the thing I keep falling back on is the importance of hanging with people I can trust, people who've already established their reliability before this COVID emergency, so that going forward I can say, okay, I know these people and I trust that they're gonna make a good decision.
4: I agree with that. So if you're looking for a school that has a strong biblical backbone with believers who are there and an excellent educational initiative, it's Grove City College. Look online at Grove City College, gcc.edu grove city
10: college opens this fall the best christian music to brighten your day messages that inspire hope life and spiritual transformation and a safe place for you to grow in your faith hi this is dave fry from sidewalk Prophets. and if this sounds like something you could use visit christianradio.com christianradio.com is a place where you can find hope when it seems there is none now all of your favorite christian radio stations can go with you wherever you go Visit online at christianradio.com or download the free mobile app today.
6: 101.5 WORD-FM, Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app. iHeart, tune in, and at radio.com.
10: Partial clouds for tonight, low 69. Clouds and sun with a shower or thunderstorm in spots for Saturday, high 75. Saturday night in evening, showered spots, low 64. Sunday, cloudy. Watch for a shower or thunderstorm, high 78. And Monday, a shower or thunderstorm with a high 80. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb.
4: Well, people are stuck inside and, you know, no place to do uh, fun things. So more and more people have finally decided to go out to the state parks, of which there are many across the state of Pennsylvania. Natural resources across PA, however, are being taxed. I'm reading from today's Tribune Review. Uh, Renetta Sojourni has written this piece. Natural resources across PA are being taxed as thousands of more visitors are turning to them for summertime recreation. However, um, the damage from the overcrowding uh, some of the state parks and forest stings the environment, but also comes with a cost. It will be on top of a billion dollars in deferred maintenance at the park's public lands. Ohio Pile and Keystone State Park in Derry Township were identified by the department during a hot August weekend as being overcrowded. Uh, park manager Chris Baker said Keystone State Park which has a lake and a beach, has been deluged with visitors. Last mm. month, it had 190,000 visitors, Wow! more than twice the amount of a normal July. Between two and four volunteers are spending 10 to 12 hours daily picking up litter at the beach area. The foot, track, foot traffic has combined with the lack of rain resulted in new grass dying, visitors bringing alcohol, which is prohibited in all State Parks also has been a problem. Ohio Pile saw 212,000 visitors in June, which was a 74% increase compared to last year. Wow. So you want to get out. I mean, pick up your litter and don't be drinking alcohol in the parks. Okay. Hey. So
5: I was at Ohio Pile a week ago today. Was it crowded? Um, it was not crowded. Oh. No, I mean, there were people there, but it wasn't, yeah. I would never have Shoulder thought, to shoulder. No, not at all. I mean, we hiked for, I don't know, a couple hours at least, really? and we had lunch there, and then we J- hung out in the water for a while. Yeah, you know. lay in the water? Yeah. Isn't that nice? Because it is freezing cold. Oh, it sure is. Oh, but my it's gosh. Really, it's lovely, really though, cold. isn't it? Anyway, we had such a good time. Mm. So, I mean- I don't want people complaining about the, the state parks being used because probably those same people were complaining two years ago. Nobody ever comes; they just look at their computer all day. Yeah, you know, yeah, people yeah. should get outside. So, I mean, everybody's always whining about no. everything, but you are so right. If you're at a state park and can't keep control of your litter, I mean, how about try some adulting? <laughs> really? Gosh, some
4: trash in the place, right? <laughs> the heck
7: good brief. Uh,
4: yeah no it's good to be out it's supposed to be a really nice weekend weather-wise right i mean temperatures in the mid-70s so fantastic nice way to get out i'm gonna cut I'm the grass that's what, that's what my plans are thank you
5: all right coming up right, next it is next? the week in review john and i look back over the oh, last seven days and say what the heck happened the
4: heck is going on man? we'll
5: talk about that next on the friday edition happy weekend of the ride home
9: WORD.
2: On the next Focus on the Family,
0: Emily Coulson describes the heartaches and joys of raising her son, Max, who has severe autism. Emily has struggled as a single mom, but she also has discovered God's beauty and design in Max. Don't miss
2: this powerful, profound pro-life message next time on Focus on the Family with Jim Daly. Tonight at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. Hi,
4: this is John Hall. Telling you how much I love my pillow and how it's really changed my sleep. Check out the new mattress topper. It's truly amazing. I don't know if I love my pillow or the My Pillow mattress topper more. Get a My Pillow mattress topper and get some of the best sleep of your life. It comes with a 10 year warranty and a cover that's washable and dryable. It is made in the USA and backed with Mike Lindell's 60 day money back guarantee. MyPillow.com. Save 30%, use promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. When you do, Mike will give you two standard My Pillows for free. That's MyPillow.com, promo code WORD, or by calling 800-391-0954. Seriously, get the best night's sleep of your life. It's all about MyPillow, 800-391-0954. Five, four. For the best
7: night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com.
0: When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit EKExcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at EKExcavation.com.
8: I was a little bit surprised but so happy to see how eager patients were to return to the office.
0: At Stock Family Dentistry, exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care.
8: They were just as eager or more eager than we were. I think that goes back to considering them part of our family. I think they feel a part of our family and their loyalty and their friendship means everything to us.
0: Stock Family Dentistry on Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com WORD celebrates the high school class of 2020 and we'd like to reward your college bound seniors achievement during our senior spotlight sweepstakes presented by Salem Media Group. Enter now through August 20th for a chance to win a $500 school package. Click the contest banner at WordFM.com and upload a photo of your senior with a short bio of their future plans. Then, Friday, August 21st, one lucky senior will win a $500 school package. The senior spotlight sweepstakes brought to you in part by salem media group salem surround and this station
3: it's been another week that means it's time for john and kathy's week in review what was everyone talking about this week kamala harris
4: kamala harris and joe biden right there they are. We've been waiting for a long time. It's kind of like, you know, a gender reveal party. Oh, who's it going to be? What's it going to be? It's Kamala Harris. That's what everybody was talking about from my perspective. Kat?
5: I think everybody's talking about going back to school. Oh, trying, okay. to, trying to figure out whether they think the students should go back, they shouldn't go back. Are they mm-hmm. going to fight at the school board meeting? Are they going right. to start a Facebook group? Are they going to homeschool their kids? Are they going to whatever? Right. Remember the days
4: when you just up. were like you're more concerned about what you're going to wear on the first day of school.
5: Every stinking thing so complicated. Right. You, know, you
4: know what you're going to wear on the first day of school? A
3: mask.
5: <laughs> what was a
3: conversation that made you think?
5: On Tuesday's show at 5:30, John. Uh, this was just to me. I, I just I, the blew my mind a little bit. Uh, Andre Sheeran was wait. With us. I was that's were you my thing say the too. Same thing? Yeah. yeah, that's because it was such an interesting thing he was talking about. Andre Sheeran is a uh, professor at uh, the John Leland Center for Theological Studies in Arlington, Virginia. But that wasn't why we were talking to him. Why we were talking to him is because of a piece he wrote saying that his days of living in the Soviet Union, like late '80s, as the Soviet Union was falling apart are so similar to the days he's living in now in, you know, 2020 America.
4: So wild. Yeah, it really was. I mean, he said, I've experienced this cultural moment before in Russia and you go, how can that even be? But he made a really compelling case. Did he not?
5: He did. He talked about the fact that politically speaking there was a vanishing moderate center. That yes. people were becoming polarized. They were going far to the right, they were going far to the left and there was no we there was no the center point to 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 keep people um to keep people stable. He talked about the fact that there was a virus that was terrifying everyone. At that point it was HIV AIDS. Mm-hmm. You know, today of course we have the coronavirus. He talked about the economic instability. Um he talked about the difficulty in finding basic things like, you know, the food products or paper products that you're looking for. I mean, there were just so many right. similarities. And, and the I,
4: traditional I, and the New Guard. All right.
5: That. And then I, and then he said, look, I, you know, I'm not saying the same thing's going to happen. He said, and I'm not saying that I wish the Soviet Union still existed because obviously it needed to be done away with. And I'm grateful. Yeah. He said, I'm just saying you can't assume your country is going to be here forever. Oh, my
4: gosh. It really was you know, shocking in many ways. All right. Next, Mike. What did you eat? What did I eat? Uh, you know what? I could I could eat pasta probably four nights of the week. Is that right? I love it so much. And you know, just it's always the sauce. What's what's the sauce? What's the sauce? Well, my wife made. Uh, she never made this before, which surprised me. She made this beautiful bolognese sauce, which mm. is really simple. Apparently, because I'm you know I'm just watching over her shoulder. But man, was that good! And then the next day, the leftovers. I loved it so much. So mm. that's what I ate that I really liked this week. The no, pasta bolognese.
5: I'll go Italian with you, John. Hey, what do you got? I found a new, it's not really, a, it's not, in fact, it's not a new place, but I haven't been there in, since I was about 16. Uh, Belisario's, which is a pizzeria over in Allison Park on yeah. Duncan Avenue. It's right across the street from the uh, DMB. And I'll talk about why I've been there every <laughs> night for the last two weeks. Uh, yeah. But anyway, I went to Belisario's. Listen. Wow. Mm. White pizza is killing. My well, calzone good. was awesome. I mean, I'm back. I haven't eaten a Belisario since I was in tenth grade. Now I'm a big fan.
4: Very nice. Excellent. Next. What did you watch? Yeah. Uh there's a new Jim Gaffigan special on Amazon Prime called The Pale Tourist, which is so funny. It's a two parter. Have you seen it, calf? No, I haven't. Two parter. So he goes to Spain and he goes to Canada. And then he like does like these sort of man on the street interviews, and he sort of you know tries to sink himself into the culture. And then he writes comedy around it, and he does a stand up in those in those countries. No way, that sounds yeah. so interesting. It's fabulous. The pale tourist, Jim Gaffigan. If you've got Amazon Prime, loved it. Wow. Okay,
5: mm-hmm. that's terrific. Well, I'm boring because it's the third week in a row. All I've watched is The Good Place. <laughs> I love it. If you haven't watched it, you're totally missing out. Ted Danson is awesome. You should nice. watch
4: it tonight. All right, good. Next. What
3: hacked you off?
4: Look, um, I don't want to jump on uh, the governor, but uh, in many ways, he's ripe for a, a little bit of you know finger wagging because you know uh, long distance running. You have you've canceled long distance running, and at the same time, I see the I see the governor going out in demonstrations, and then to make matters worse, he goes out and demonstrates and he doesn't wear a mask. He also basically said he's basing some of his decisions on his feelings alone. So that alone, I mean, anyway, I'll just leave it at that and just leave it at that.
5: Exactly what you said. I say ditto.
3: Oh, good. Fabulous. Okay.
5: Next.
3: What was the best news you heard this week?
4: Read the story about um, siblings, a brother and a sister, who, when they were kids, their mother their mother passed away, and they had no father, so they were separated. The one son went to some relatives elsewhere. The sister went somewhere else. Seventy five years later, they connected on Facebook. Oh my gosh! And they have been FaceTiming daily since. 75 years. He was four. She was 11. They're both still alive. They said they looked for each other all these different years. They said, they said every year when the phone book would come out, she said I'd always look through the phone book. He lives in Palm Springs. He worked in the film industry, had a big career. He said I had a ha- private detective, never could find her. Off the face. He said I assumed she was dead. But now they found each other. 75 years because of corona, they haven't met face-to-face. But that is good news. Never given up.
5: That is amazing. Uh, the good news that I had this week I was is very personal. I was finally, against all odds, able to have a graduation party for my younger daughter. Nice. And my older daughter passed her driver's test.
4: Ooh, that's very
3: nice.
5: Yep. So no more time at the DMV for me.
3: Excellent. Very Next, nice. Mike. And in closing, you two have anything meaningful for us? Yeah. You know. Um, This time last week,
4: I took um, family out to Shanksville. And we, if you've never been to Shanksville, it's 2,200 acres. Of course, that's where Flight 93 came down. And um, it's beautiful and heartbreaking as well. And um, as we were leaving, my brother-in-law, he started to recite uh, Psalm 43. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. I mean, he just spoke that from memory. And I thought, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And God bless those men and women who were those heroes who gave their best in the final moments of their lives. So uh, just was greatly moved to be out of Shanksville last week.
5: Amen. Uh, The other night I was feeling badly for myself, John. It was, you know, late at night, everybody else was asleep and I was lamenting the COVID era and every horrible, you know, issue that's come up with people being sick and people being afraid and people being angry and people being divisive and everything. And I just thought, you know, I can't believe we've been doing this for all this time. And now what are we going to do this year? Anyway, all of a sudden I felt like I needed to open up Job And so I read the end because I knew this is what I had to read. And this is after Job has made his big complaint and all his friends have told him what they think he should do. And he makes his big complaint. And then finally, God speaks. Then the Lord answered Job out of the storm. And he said, who is this that darkens my counsel with words without knowledge? Brace yourself like a man. I will question you and you shall answer me. Where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Tell me if you understand it. Who marked off its dimensions? Because surely you know. Who stretched a measuring line across it? On what were its footings set? Or who laid its cornerstone while the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy? Who shut up the sea behind doors when it burst forth from the womb when I made the clouds its garment and wrapped it in thick darkness? When I fixed limits for it and set its doors and bars in place, when I said, this far you may come and no further, here is where your proud waves halt. Have you ever given orders to the morning or showed the dawn its place? Anyway, God goes on and speaks for a long time. And after I read that, I thought, you know what? This is when you shut up and you say, God, I love you. I believe in you. Lead on. i
7: that.
3: And that's John and Kathy's Week in
2: Review.
0: For more than 20 years, investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney has traveled across the globe in search of patterns of evidence to support some of the Old Testament's most miraculous events. Now with the Red Sea Miracle Part 2, Journey to Egypt and Beyond, as Tim interviews some of the world's foremost experts to discover the truth. Is there evidence of how and where the host of Israelites could have traveled as recorded in the Bible? Is there evidence of the Egyptian army's demise in the Red Sea? If you've seen the first part of this investigation of the Red Sea Miracle, you won't want to miss the continuation. The results of his pursuits are faith-affirming and fascinating. You must see Patterns of Evidence, The Red Sea Miracle, Part 2. To see this powerful documentary and others in the series, go to SalemNow.com and use the promo code Pittsburgh for 20% off. That's SalemNow.com, promo code Pittsburgh. First
7: Presbyterian Church is a beacon of light and love to this community.
8: The message that I hear sustains me for the whole week. I love this church because of the diversity and the music and the people.
3: The incredible beauty of the space. A warm, welcoming congregation.
8: The people are amazing and truly love one another and Christ. And our pastor preaches the gospel. I want everybody in the Pittsburgh to come and experience First
0: Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, in the heart of the city, with the city in its heart. Seasons of change and uncertainty can be difficult, even scary, but they don't have to control or define you. The counselors of the Grace Wellness Center would consider it a privilege to come alongside and help you replace the fear and frustration with freedom and peace. While office visits are still available throughout the area, Grace Wellness Center also offers online and phone appointments to make counseling convenient and available on your terms, accepting all major insurances at thegracewellnesscenter.com.
10: Today's forecast calls for clear skies, slight winds coming out of the Northeast, and customized car insurance from Liberty Mutual. So you only pay... For what you need. Liberty, Liberty,
5: Liberty, Liberty. I was a little bit surprised
8: but so happy to see how eager patients were to return to the office. And their loyalty and their friendship means everything to us.
0: Exceptional
11: dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com.
4: Well, you know, in the midst of these weird times, there have been um, some consumer favorites, I guess I would call them, that have um, sort of sold out quickly. And and one of those things, weirdly enough, are people buying new mattresses.
7: Mm.
4: And they figure, like, you know, I'm not going anywhere. So when I'm laying in bed, I might as well be as comfortable as possible. I saw this article in today's New York Times, um, you know, now with the rise of This is weird, but I guess it's okay. Um, Mattresses by mail, right? I don't get that. Well, you can buy a mattress for 500 bucks. It comes in a box about this big. And then, you know, you take the, and then finally it opens itself up. And there you go. You got a mattress. The problem is, here's what the problem is. People say, if you don't like it, you can return it. How how can you return return that?
5: I don't know.
4: (laughs) how do you get it back in the box
5: pick it up and take it to ups i don't know I mean, that's crazy
4: yeah well the time says that you can buy a cozy performance mattress look at this for four hundred thousand dollars what a mattress for four hundred thousand Now, what say so yesterday we were talking about david geffen in his 550 million dollar yacht so maybe you would have that on there right <laughs> if you you're can afford on the, the
5: 500- 550 million yacht $50 million dollar yeah. yacht you can probably afford the what's this mattress
4: uh, Hostin's Grand Vividus, mm-hmm. four hundred thousand. It's four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, get uh-huh. out of here. Yeah, I mean if you know if you got a five hundred fifty million dollar yacht, what's four hundred thousand dollars? I mean, do, do you remember the first time you bought you know, like your first real mattress as an yes. adult?
5: Yes, well, that's when we got married. Oh, it
4: wasn't us too? Wasn't that I like a great like, moment?
5: I felt like royalty. Oh, I thought
4: I was such an adult. I'm walking around there. I think we bought it at Kaufman's, as a matter of fact. So did we? Hey. Was it a Serta? Uh,
5: I don't remember, but I remember buying it at Kauffman's. Walking
4: around, you know, yep. upstairs, way up, on I me, mean, like the eighth yep. floor of Kauffman's uh-huh. downtown, you know, and you're laying there like, like, like I know something, you know, I'm going right, to lay down exactly. in there you
5: know,
4: like some coconut. And well, I just wanted to jump from bed to bed to bed. Of course. But that was a big moment. A Kauffman's truck pulled up in front of your house and you think, oh man, we're sleeping good tonight, right?
5: Oh my God. Listen, I would never buy a bed that I couldn't lay on first. Right. I would never do that. I I could never, I I would screw up. There's no way. Listen, when I bought my, there's, I I don't think there's anyone in America that loves their bed more than I do. (laughs) I believe that strongly. I have, I have chronic vertigo and I was unable to sleep lying down. I'm unable to sleep lying down at all. And so for two years, while I was trying to figure this out, I would sleep like propped up on the side of the sofa and so while well, we saved up money to buy like one of those special beds where like oh, you know the head yeah. lifts up and then the like hospital bed. Right. It's it's not a hospital bed, it's much nicer than that and it's much more expensive. I'll tell uh, you that. Yeah. Anyway, which is why it took us so long to save up for it, but when that thing showed up, I mean, it took it takes forever to set up because it has all these controls and everything it has a special mattress. What nice. Listen, it is luxury. Really? Plus.
4: No wait a second. So you get in the bed, are, are you like pressing buttons and going yeah, no, up and down. There's a remote
5: control. And
4: once you get it set, are you moving around a lot?
5: I move it around during the night depending. Sometimes what? if I have if I if I'm feeling a little dizzy, I need to have it pretty far oh, up. Oh,
4: okay, I see. Yeah. And sure. then,
5: you know, later in the evening, like in the middle of the night I'll wake up and it kind of hurts my hips if it's up too high, and so then yeah. I'll move it down. And yeah, it's wonderful. If you it like when we were I was talking earlier in the show about being at Ohio Pile, and we did a lot of hiking that day, and so my feet kind of hurt. When you get into that bed and you put the foot part up, oh, that's nice. Listen, it is glorious. Now they are they are very expensive, so Mm -hmm. it's not something you can just go out and like spend four hundred that four hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. But But it is really worth it.
4: I mean, if you have like you know like you the vertigo, you you need something special. Look, I've reached the point in my sleep life where I when I fall asleep at night, I could literally sleep on a bag of tin cans and I'd be okay with it. Seriously, because. I'm like I'm gonna go to bed now, okay, (laughs) and I'm out. I mean, there is like no sort of ramp up anymore. It's like click, click.
5: really. So you're not going to bed and reading, no, or go reading,
4: really. I can barely. It's I. I wonder. I'd like to set like a little video to just to see myself how quickly I fall asleep. Because before I used to have like this whole routine. Now it's like somebody bonks me on the head with a hammer and I'm out.
5: Wait, is that just from COVID? Since I'm not from Mm -hmm. COVID, like yeah, but like since the COVID era, yeah,
4: uh huh. Yeah, it's my Man. covid like hibernation. Interesting. Uh, seriously. I, I Interesting. could just lay there. You know?
5: What about you Mike? I mean, are you falling asleep that quickly? No, absolutely not. It takes yeah, me, me the longest time really? to fall It takes me at least I would say close to half an hour to finally fall asleep.
4: Now wait, here's the weird thing. You've got you just bought a brand new house. So right. you're sleeping in a brand new room, yes. which is also a strange thing.
10: It is. It took me uh it- <laughs> The first
7: couple of mornings when I woke up, I'm like, whoa, where am I? Yeah. Right. where? What is this?
4: Or who else was sleeping in this room before me?
5: Yeah. Well, right? he never thought about that until no, you I... just brought it up now. <laughs> oh, you never did? I'm always cool. thinking
4: that. Who else was in there? He bought a <laughs> new <laughs> toilet for goodness Why sake. Why
5: would you think that? What, what you is kidding? wrong with <laughs> you? Every house
4: has a history.
5: Every house has a history. I have what... never one time considered that. You never. It's the first thing I'm thinking
4: of. Who else was in this room? What, what was going on in here? And then there's Mike and his wife and his baby. I don't know. I
5: don't want to think about what was going on there.
4: <laughs> All right. Sorry. Okay. Anyway, oh my have a good God. weekend. <laughs> Send you off with that kind thought. All right. Love you guys. Hey, uh, check us out on Facebook. Uh, the Ride Home with John and Kathy. Have a great weekend. We'll see you the Monday guy with
3: The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.